think Joe Flacco is actually a very elite quarterback. I would say absolutely he is an elite quarterback. Tom Brady has my vote for the greatest to ever lay some up. Tom Brady, greatest of all time. She got my vote. Number one man, greatest quarterback of all time, hands down, Tom Brady. I suppose to be a franchise, but we in here talking about practice. We talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We hope you are as excited as we are for tonight's episode. We're sitting down with a special guest, first in a long time. If you have no idea what you've clicked on, this is End of Regulation, where we bring you the weekly analysis and coverage that you both want, need, and deserve. If you haven't already, make sure to check us out on social media, at End of Reg on Twitter, at End of Regulation on the Gram, at End of Regulation Sports and Entertainment on Facebook, if anyone is still using that. Let's go ahead and meet tonight's hosts. The genius behind our Twitter game and a man incapable of feeling emotion, Brent Jernigan. How we doing, kid? <laughs> incapable of emotion. A, a real Dennis Reynolds type. Thanks. Yeah, no worries. Next on the mic, head of production here at End of Regulation and the host of his very own book club, Tommy Lasagna. How we doing, kid? Uh, yeah, that's right. If our listeners out there have any good books, uh, shoot us a DM. You already know where it's at on social media. And lastly, a man who needs to eat his pizza with a knife and fork. Yes, Barrel sir. Barrel Grimes, how we doing? We're doing good, boys. You can add uh, uh, Snickers bars to that list, too. So many chicks just yeah, got triggered just... listening to that insult. <laughs> <laughs> well, tonight's agenda, per usual, we'll run it down. It's Labor Day weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Countdown has begun. The return of college football, hence our tonight's guest, Thank the fucking Lord. We'll give you a breakdown of the best games of the weekend. Our betting picks. Power 5 outlook, a Heisman favorite. We'll give you some banner and some buzzer beaters at the end there. But without further ado, tonight's episode is brought to you by Capper's Place, the professional sports betting consultant. At Capper's Place, they live by the motto, invest, don't gamble. Capper's Place, bringing you the expert picks with in-depth analysis of each game. From baseball to soccer, consult with Capper's Place before you bet another dime. From Capper's Place Live, we'd like to introduce our special guest tonight, Jay. How we doing, kid? Doing great. Thanks for the intro, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me tonight. Welcome. Absolutely. Well, why don't you go ahead and just give us a quick background uh, so we all know who you are, a little bit about yourself. Uh, talk to us about Capper's Place um, and kind of you know how it all came to fruition. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, from from a town outside of Boston, Mass, played uh, you know high school ball, the high level, uh, played pretty well. Um, had an opportunity to play in college. It was an All-American junior college. Ended up uh, playing at Western Michigan. Um, you know, had a good run. Couldn't uh, really stay healthy. <laughs> had a couple injuries, and uh, yeah, started getting into coaching after playing. Uh, decided to call it quits when I tore my hamstring. Um, and yeah, I uh, started, uh, been really handicapping sports forever, um, and I got together with a few buddies, we've talked about it for years, and um, you know, got a few people from different sports, um, you know, played at a high level, such as myself, uh, like in football, and uh, yeah, we've um, been pretty successful at building the client base and building a pretty, uh, you know, successful brand um, so far, and uh, look to continue to grow, um, consulting people on 
gambling strategy and uh, winning picks um, from you know analysts and people with great uh, great knowledge and insight of these games and leagues and teams. So um, yeah, that's the service we provide, and uh, that's a little bit about myself. So where so where can we where, find Capper's place on social media? Yes, currently. Uh, Great question, Tom. We uh, we are currently on Instagram at Cappers under uh, underscore place, and uh, same thing on uh, Twitter. Currently, we have uh, a website also relaunching soon. Uh, we had a site before, but we are uh, really stepping up our game, rebranded a little bit, and uh, brought in some some uh, some knowledge um, in other sports where we were lacking. So, uh, we're really looking forward to the the future of Capper's Place, and uh, that's where you can get us currently. Soon we'll have the website out and a YouTube channel uh, also. So uh, be on the lookout for that coming up. That's fucking awesome. We'll, we'll, make sure to put you, uh, we'll make sure to put you on blast and include all of those handles so that people know exactly where to go. I mean, we appreciate that, fellas. Definitely now that it's football season, uh, it won't be the, the last time that we have uh, Jay on. So we, we'll have you on and, you know, handicap some picks uh, all throughout football season. We got till yeah. February. Yeah, we yeah, hopefully uh, we'll get you guys uh, get a few free picks out there tonight, and um, you know show what you guys show everybody what we're about. Right on. Well, absolutely. Why don't we uh, just go ahead and get into the full swing of things here? Just like football season uh, has begun, we'll go ahead and talk about the games we're most looking forward to. Uh, talk a little bit about spreads, um, all that good stuff. So, uh, Harry, why don't you kick us off? Yes, yes, yeah. My favorite, absolute favorite time of year. College football's back. Uh, as far as this weekend goes ton of good games that are going to be on. The one I'm going to be looking to, first and foremost, um, is going to be Miami versus LSU. That's going to be on Sunday at 7.30. It is all about the U. Miami right now is a minus uh, 3.5 favorite. Uh, that line has moved from 2.5 to 3.5 in the, in the last couple days. So money is being placed on Miami. But I got to say, you know, I think Miami's going to win this game when it's all said and done. But LSU, they got uh, Christian Fulton back from suspension. Joe Burrows is a transfer from Ohio State. He's going to be starting for them at quarterback. And then they got Greedy Williams. But but they've they've lost some key guys. Miami's returning a lot of people, uh, namely Amon Richards, Jaquan Johnson, who just got named preseason All-American. So I'm, I'm looking at the U to, to come out and perform at uh, in Arlington, Texas, and Jerry World. Uh, so I got Miami. Take them at that minus three and a half spread. That's, that's going to be my pick for the weekend. Jernigan, talk to us. Uh, well, you know, lifelong Tennessee fan, so my bias is uh, towards the game in Charlotte. Uh, it's, you know, the third or fourth season in a row now that Tennessee's open with a neutral site game. They've got West Virginia. Um, West Virginia, as you know, featuring, uh, you know, like Heisman hopeful Will Greer, who was at Florida a couple years ago, burnt the shit out of Tennessee the one year that they played each other. So there's a bit of history coming into this game. Uh, Holgerson. His team's always put up a lot of points. Tennessee had a horrible year last year, and they have a brand-new head coach in Jeremy Pruitt, you know, which I guess everyone's excited to see. He's a defensive guy, so that's sort of the only hope I think Tennessee has in this game uh, with the, you know, 10-point spread. West Virginia, pretty heavy favorite here. Um, personally, as a lifelong Tennessee fan, I would tell you to fade the fuck out of them all season long. So <laughs> I, would take, I would take West Virginia uh, down 10 um, definitely put my money on West Virginia. I think that line moved from nine and a half to ten anyway, so people were liking that bet as it was. But uh, we'll see what Tennessee has this season. I doubt it's going to be very much. I think success for them would be six and six, but we'll see. We'll see them open right here in Charlotte versus the Mountaineers. Very nice. Well, we'll turn it over to our uh, special guest tonight, um, Jay. What do you got? Yeah, um, well, a game I'm really looking forward to is Friday night. Uh, my alma mater takes on Syracuse at home. Um, 
Dino Babers coached Syracuse team. Um, very familiar with Western Michigan as he coached at Bowling Green previously. Um, I've got to play his teams and his offenses a couple times and uh, have a pretty good understanding of what they're bringing. Um, you know, West Virginia, uh, I'm sorry, Western Michigan brings back uh, a lot of talent offensively. Got a lot of speed, a couple guys that run 4-3, 4-4. Four, four, four. Uh, Coach Lester's in his second year looking to rebuild, um, you know, kind of what he was left with with P.J., uh, leaving a few years ago. Um, Syracuse has a, a quarterback who's explosive. Western Michigan doesn't have the DBs to cover him, losing uh, Darius Phillips last year in the supplemental draft. Um, was a big hit. Um, and Asante Brown out of the secondary as well. And, um, yeah, I, I just don't see Western Michigan be able to hang with them. Uh, you know, I think we had enough trouble with them a few years ago and we were loaded over there. Uh, and Dino was uh, at Bowling Green. Uh, with Syracuse offense and that firepower, Eric Dungy staying uh, healthy, I think he is going to be a player in the ACC to watch out for. Um, and, you know, even though they got some young receivers, they got a few guys back, solid old line. Um, defense is young, but I, I just don't see Western Michigan be able to play with them, and uh, Syracuse covers that six easily. Nice. Very, very nice. Well, Tommy Lasagna, why don't you give us your money pick? Uh, I've been mulling this one a lot back and forth, uh, but I'm looking at Monday night uh, in Tallahassee when Virginia Tech is taking on Florida State. Um, the the Virginia Tech Hokies lost a lot on defense last year, uh, but even still they have Bud Foster, their D.C., coming back for what has to be a record of his 23rd year uh, coaching defense at Tech. And I, I think he can scheme up enough um, – to stop a now healthy DeAndre Francois, um, Florida State obviously they're, you know they're an early favorite to sort of contend um, in the ACC with Francois back, but I don't really like how they got a new head coach coming in. It just kind of rubs me the wrong way. Um, I know their their defensive line is killer and it's going to be top ten in all of football this year. Uh, but I think Bud Foster can kind of dial it up enough to keep Tech within seven and a half. Uh, the spread opened at five and quickly jumped up to seven and a half. Um, but you know, I, I still like the Hokies. I, I feel like it's just you know Bud Foster's seen it all, and he's going to outcoach this you know this new guy Willie Taggart in week one. I would put my name on that pick too. Hokies plus seven point five. I, I love that pick. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if, if you're not Very comfortable nice. with the seven and a half, it's, uh, I'd almost guarantee that in a two game teaser with anyone else, you get that at 11 and a half or 12, please. Very nice. Well, um, not only are we blessed with a, uh, special guest tonight, but we're also introducing a new segment with the kickoff of football season called beating the bookie mm. each week. We will give all of our listeners and followers our insight as to where the smart plays are, where the sharp money is moving, and try to help our listeners make a quick buck or two, secure the bag, so to say. So, Tom, why don't you kick us off? All right, well, I got two picks that you just absolutely need to hammer. Uh, the first one is Cal minus eight, or minus seven, excuse me, versus North Carolina. Um, just a little insight here North Carolina is traveling cross country. Uh, to Berkeley to play this game um, and they have 13 players suspended for the week one opener including their starting quarterback their starting D tackle and their starting defensive end um, so they're traveling very very light um, to add to that 
North Carolina is only returning one offensive lineman against a blitz-friendly defense that they're going to see in Cal. Um, just a couple quick Cal stats. 5-0 and against the spread last year at home. I know last year was last year. However, they're returning 18 of 22 starters, including 9 on defense. I think Cal hammers North Carolina. Um, eight, 7, 8, whatever. It'll probably move up, take it. They'll win double digits easily. I like them up to 12, probably 13, honestly. Um, and my sort of second pick for this weekend, uh, University of Arizona is hosting BYU. Um, new head coach for Arizona, Kevin Sumlin. You might remember him from his A&M days. Uh, he's going to be looking to make a splash, uh, especially with their new – or not new, but their returning quarterback, Khalil Tate who's been thrown around in the Heisman watch this year. This guy is – I've been hearing a lot of Lamar Jackson-esque comparisons, and I'm excited to see what he does. Um, in addition to their offense, Arizona's returning over 80% of their defense, and I just don't see BYU competing you know, with, with this new-look Arizona team uh, week one. They're just, they're just not going to have enough. Good stuff. Well, Jay, we'll turn the mic over to you. We got a number of games. Uh, we obviously like uh, Capper's place. We, you know, we've been dialed in on these games for months now uh, since the lines really opened. Um, yeah, I'll mention a couple. Just give you guys a couple, uh, a couple games quick that we like. Um, one being Troy uh, losing, uh, not cover. I'm sorry, Troy not covering against Boise State. Uh, they're playing at home. Uh, we got about even money, uh, you know, public money on uh, the two games projected on, you know, what, what, what I use for an, uh, as a, you know, an analyst. And um, we got there, you know, it's even money coming in, um, exactly what Vegas wants. Uh, Troy's losing everybody. Uh, quarterback, um, both their running backs, offensive lines moving, losing four guys. Uh, you know, they've built, they've built pretty well the past few years, but um, – and they and they've also played Boise in the past, um, and Boise just got their number. I don't see uh, them being able to even play with them at home. I think Boise's going to run them off the field. Um, I got a few people I know within the Boise State uh, program that um, are pretty confident in this game. And uh, I, uh, from the film I've watched and what I know about two programs, that's a lock. Um, Let's ride them. Let's no, ride them. Yeah, another game I like is uh, Miami of Ohio at home against Marshall. Marshall was really good last year. Lost a lot of people. Public money's coming in on Marshall. Miami, Ohio, got Chuck Martin in his fifth-year coach in there. Uh, they've given them the time to develop the program, and uh, I think they, they win money line at home. Uh, they're getting a point. They, they opened up, actually, um, two-point favorites, and now they're uh, they're point dog. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't see them losing at home. Uh, that's a good pick. Um, and I got another game here. <laughs> You know, not many people are going to be betting on. I don't see. I don't see. Uh, you know how we're going to lose this game here. North Carolina A and T plus eight at East Carolina. Um, they're going to win on the money. They're going to they're going to win on the money line, fellas, uh, at East Carolina. Um, so you can you can watch for that this weekend. Uh, I'm going to leave it at that. He says, um, "I don't see how we're going to lose this game." That's that's pretty stout. I love that confidence. Yeah, I like that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fellas, I got I got some info on that game. Um, oh shit! <laughs> that yeah, uh, I'm pretty confident. Uh, they just knocked off um, you know a top ranked one double A team on TV the other night on ESPN. Um, and man, that team that team you're gonna see something. They're gonna be 
dynamic this season <laughs> at, at that level. And uh, they'll get the, their chance on the lights against an East Carolina team that uh, just is not going to be able to play with them, honestly. It's going uh, to be laughable. Uh, and pretty sad as an East Carolina, as somebody who's alum from there. Right on. Well, uh, I consider right on, my brother. bet placed. I'm, I'm, officially, <laughs> I'm officially picking that bet up. North Carolina A&T, baby. Let's roll. <laughs> Let's get it. Let's get it. Captain said that with more yes. conviction. That's, that's that underground money right there. No, one, no one's on that. that that's right, man. Uh, you know, there's a lot of games, um, you know, we've looked at. And, uh, you know, we could talk about we could talk about Notre Dame, Michigan, you know, and um, games such as that. But, uh, you know, where we kind of find really find the value is, and I, I truly find the value is in these games that nobody else is really watching. Um, and the, the lines are lines are wrong. And we, we find these games, we know these teams, and that's, uh, that's where we make our money. I'm still Investing, right not gambling, man. I love yeah, it. exactly. Welcome aboard. Live, live and die by the motto. Let's go. Well, uh, Jay, do you have any other picks for us before we roll into Power 5, or are we good to go? Uh... Rashad, you want me to throw anything else in there? No, no we can. We, I got, I got some. Uh, no, I got some other stuff for you guys. No, we'll, we'll continue. Right. Give us uh, right, one more, gonna... one more Capper's place exclusive. One more exclusive. Wells, I knew you were gonna try to drag something out of me. I told my buddy this. <laughs> my, 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 my partner in uh, Capper's place. I was like, he's like, dude, don't, don't give out too much action. And I was like, dude, I know Wellsy's gonna get in the phone and just start. Start, you know, working me. All right, yeah, I got you, no doubt. Um, and we're on the Wyoming train, no doubt, this week, man. Um, they're playing against Washington State. I know the program well. Uh, it's actually where the last game of my college career was played. I tore my hamstring at Wazoo. Um, and it was a Drew Bledsoe fan my whole life, so I've always loved the program. Mike Leach, I also have followed his offense a lot. Um, and I got to play there, as I mentioned, two seasons ago. You should ago. also follow uh, his Twitter. He's a, he's a top five Twitter account. He's, account. Yeah, he's uh, a character. General guy. Yeah, he's one of a kind, that's for sure. Um, yeah, um, but anyways, yeah, Wyo uh, really shocked me the other night. I knew they had six NFL prospects on defense. Man, I'm telling you, watching them against New Mexico State, that dude, that offense isn't as bad as uh, you know as they looked the other night. They're gonna do all right against Minnesota. I, I don't want to say they're gonna cover uh, the 20 points. It opened at I want to say 17 and a half. But um, they're gonna New Mexico State will play a lot better than people would think against Minnesota coming off a. Absolutely defeating loss against Wyo. Yeah, they got. But I'll tell you what, if you if, home. yeah, if you watch that game now though, uh, and you really watch it, that that defense did what I expected. They returned nine starters, New Mexico State, and uh, they were standing up as much as they could. But man, there's not much you can do when your offense can't move the football, um, and you're out there for you know 80 plays, whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, Wyoming really proved me wrong. Uh, the quarterback is feasible. You know, he's good enough to get by. They have some good running backs. O line's decent. And uh, that defense is man, serious, serious defense. Yeah, yeah. I think I think wow. they beat wow. uh, Washington State at home this week. Um, the line shifted a little bit in their favor, and now they're they're minus one. I want to say it opened at plus three. Yo, hmm. so uh, yeah, a lot of people are on the bus, but uh, we're also on well, it. Washington right State's now. working on a new quarterback this year, right? They lost. Uh, was it Luke Falk or whatever? I think uh, they lost Nick, Luke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they lost. Uh, yeah, they lost Luke Falk. And they also lost. Uh, yeah, they they don't have a quarterback right now, <laughs> so they're. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they don't have a quarterback. Feeling even better. All right. Well, we uh, we truly appreciate the uh, sneak uh, preview on that. We'll roll straight into Power Five picks, conference winners, so we don't get you in any more trouble with <laughs> your co-founder. Uh, SEC picks, Brent. Why don't you kick us off? 
Uh, all right. Well, as far as uh, my pick to win the SEC championship, I'm going to ride Georgia. Uh, it's going to be, I think, in the end, it's going to be a showdown between uh, Georgia and Alabama, you know, a rematch from last year's national championship game. Uh, the reason I'm on Georgia, number one, their their regular season schedule is one of the easiest fucking schedules I've ever seen for a strong team in this conference. Um, as everyone knows, you know, the East is absolutely weaker than the West. It has been for the better part of a decade now. But especially this year, I think it's it's extremely weak. Um, and outside of that, uh, non-conference games, um, Georgia plays Austin P, MTSU, UMass, and Georgia Tech. Um, they're only cross-division games. You know, in the SEC, they play two cross-divisional games. They, they play at LSU, which, you know, LSU is struggling with a – under Ed Orgeron, they're not exactly the the powerhouse they once were, you know, six seven years ago. Um, and then they get Auburn at home. Um, Auburn is going to be the toughest game on their schedule, but like I said, that's a home game. And Auburn's going to be coming off a game versus A and M. Um, Georgia's going to be coming off a home game versus Kentucky. So a lot of things just working in Georgia's favor. They they honestly might go into Atlanta um, undefeated, and then Alabama's going to be there waiting on them. But I like uh, Kirby Smart in his third year now. You know, he's got uh, Jake Fromm coming back, who was a stud last year as a true freshman. He beat out uh, Justin Fields, who was an absolute, you know, powerhouse recruit this year. Uh, he beat him out for the starting QB job again. Uh, they're replacing a lot of talent, you know, at, like running back. They lost uh, – uh, Sonny Michelle and um, Nick, Nick Chubb, Chubb, right? Um, but they have, um, you know, Evander Holyfield's son, Elijah, who looks like an absolute fucking brick shithouse. <laughs> he looks like um, Evander. Yeah, and then Dalvin Cook's little brother, who's, like, insanely good. Uh, DeAndre Swift, who had, like, 800 yards himself last year. Um, so they're doing all right at running back. And then uh, Terry Godwin, who's, like, been the second-best wide receiver on the team for the last couple of years. I think I think they'll just they'll meet Alabama head-on, get their revenge, and, uh, you know, they'll be in the playoffs. Very nice. Well, Harry, why don't you talk to us a little bit about uh, the ACC? Yeah, uh, really no surprise here that Clemson is going to finish on top of the ACC. Again, uh, Dabo Sweeney's really just built pretty much a juggernaut uh, within this conference, whereas a lot of other te- a lot of other schools in the ACC are, are switching coaches and trying to go into like a rebuild phase. Um, you know, we look at FSU, Miami, not too long ago, UVA, Virginia Tech, uh, all switch coaches in the past couple of years. Uh, and then they've got probably the scariest D-line in the country. They got Austin Bryant, Dexter Lawrence, Cleland Farrell, and Christian Wilkins. Um, all pro- three of four, probably all four are going to be first-round picks when they enter into the NFL draft. Uh, Kelly Bryant won the starting job, uh, which was kind of the big storyline for Clemson over the summer, uh, over Trevor Lawrence, who's that big... Uh, five-star recruit number one recruit in the nation um but kelly bryant's a you know very pretty a very good quarterback you know he's kind of probably a little bit lesser deshaun watson but uh he's got a sick cast including you know hunter renfro who looks like he got pulled out of the pike house to go play football uh t higgins deandre overton uh travis etienne is a super fast running back looks like he's going to build off a, a pretty solid freshman year and then they've got an easy schedule to go along with that you know they got two games that you know on this on the calendar that look a little bit harder than the rest which would be week two versus a and texas a&m and then week eight versus fsu but like i said fsu has got a lot of question marks they got francois back he's a very solid uh nfl you know prospect uh and then cam Akers, who some people are picking to be maybe a dark horse heisman winner but uh you know clemson's going to take this this uh acc conference pretty handily in my opinion that t higgins kid is a fucking beast yeah he's sick 
Yeah, he's kind of like they, they've been they've been reloading on wide receiver for the last I don't know six years, seven years. Yeah, seven years the better part of it, anyways. Yeah, since I was like in high school. <laughs> exactly. Well, Jay, why don't you talk to us about the Big Ten? Get out front of it right now. Um, you know, you guys are gonna be surprised probably with who I pick um, and who we've decided to at Capper's place as a as a whole. Um, we decided Michigan State mm-hmm. is um, the team to to win the Big Ten this year. Um, you know, they're at the they fell off a few years ago after losing Connor Cook um, and the rest of the cast there had that whole line O line um, Conklin and whatnot that went off to the NFL. Uh, they fell off. Uh, the worky last year um, got the offense going. By the end of the season, I was really, uh, really liking the way that offense was looking. Um, and they bring back 19 of 22 starters this season uh, with the Mark and D'Antonio defense. Um, you know, an offense is system that I mean, dude, the guy, the guy is. Uh, I mean, one of the best coaches in my mind in college football. Um, and you know, he's he's been in the pits the past you know a few years back, and uh, he's hungry to get back on top. They're talking about everybody else. Um, you know, he he's one of the best coaches in college football, and uh, L.J. Scott. And Lewerke, that offense is going to get it done, and his his defense is going to put the heat on everybody in uh, the Big Ten. And uh, I'm not even going to touch anybody else. I'm just telling you right now, Michigan State's going to win the Big Ten. And, um, you know, I'm thinking 11-1 season, and uh, they win the Big Ten and, and and make it as the three, uh, the three into the playoff. Yeah. That is a bold pick. I like it, though. That's a tough conference, man. They they beat the shit out of each other, right? Because it's just you know there's a, they're pretty Absolutely. loaded up on the on the top end with Penn State, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Michigan. You know, so it's 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 tough to get through that conference. Yeah, I think um, you know I think I think with um, Penn State, I don't really see being too strong this year. I think yep. they're going to take their lumps yep. this season. Um, so I think they're kind of out of the mix in my mind. Um, looking through Michigan State's schedule, uh, you know the games I could see them possibly slipping up in is. Uh, against Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, you know, they run through Northwestern, Penn State. Mm-hmm. They play out of conference, Arizona State, Utah State, both formidable opponents, you know, that that will help them. But, um, you know, um, nobody that I see getting in their way. Purdue later in the season I could see giving them a little bit of trouble, giving them a scare. Yep. Um, and then yep. I think they roll into uh, playing Ohio State late in the season. Um, and that's really going to determine, um, you know, who's going who's gonna to move on out of the Big Ten. Um and yeah, I think I think they they finished the three seed, um, and that when it comes down to the playoff, I think they're the three. Damn, in that's, my opinion, they yeah, go that's pretty bold. Losing, yeah, slipping up one of the games uh, between Ohio State and Michigan, um, and having a couple scares in there. But I think they run their schedule this year. I really do. I think L.J. Scott is just an absolute workhorse. I've played him um, actually his freshman year, and the kid was. It was my redshirt junior year. Um, tackled him a handful of times, and man, uh, he was uh, he was a load back then. He was a true freshman, or yeah, I think he was a true freshman. He was six three, two twenty five. Looked like Le'Veon Bell back there then, and uh, that's who they're going to lean on this season. And Lewerke, uh Lewerke's better than they think, and I think his deep ball is going to improve this season. And the defense stands up, and they win the Big Ten. That would be awesome. I would I would definitely love to see them do it over uh, any of the other options up there. Yeah, me too, man. Well, I think that was on. I believe it. Why don't you talk to us about Big 12? Uh, yeah, so Brent sort of hit on it earlier, but I am huge this season on West Virginia, uh, strictly because of Will Greer. Um, he had a huge 2017 year after coming off of his uh, his sit-out year where he transferred slash uh, got suspended for PEDs at Florida. 
Um, but we don't talk about that. Uh, going back into last year, he was giving Baker a run for his money uh, as a Heisman candidate up until he broke his hand in like week 9 or 10. Um, and you sort of saw West Virginia fall off there. Uh, but to go alongside Greer is... Uh, fuck, sorry. Is David Sills the fifth? Um, Greer and David Sills were both named um, preseason All-Americans. And he's coming off a year where he led all of college football with 18 touchdown receptions. And he's coming back. Um, and so when these two are healthy... Another year of, you know, working together. The compatibility is going to be there. Um, and in especially, you know, a, a, a pass-heavy, deep-ball-type conference like the Big 12 is, I think West Virginia sits atop, you know, atop the rankings when it comes to scoring points this season. I think they're going to move the ball. Um, obviously, you know, Oklahoma stands in their way. But I, I sort of see Oklahoma having a fall-off season sort of like you saw with uh, the Deshaun Watson to Kelly Bryant transfer at Clemson. I think you're going to see the same thing here with Baker uh, to Kyler Murray in Oklahoma. It's just not going to translate. Uh, I think their games are a lot different. Baker uses his arm. Kyler Murray tends to use his feet first. And, you know, he's, he's more of a scrambler. Um, and, you know, I, I just think that West Virginia is going to have just enough to get it done this season. Um, their defense is a little questionable. They're a little hurt. <laughs> a little. They're they're really hurt, actually. Um, but if they can, you know, score enough points to, uh, you know, force you to pass the ball, they might force your hand a little bit. I don't think you're going to be running the ball very much on West Virginia um, this season. Uh, they have Ezekiel Rose uh, anchoring their D-line. D you guys might have seen him on Last Chance U. Uh, last year as a junior, he sort of took over the starting spot and – he ended up with five sacks and an interception, and he's going to be returning to you know sort of add to that junior campaign, uh, among other players on defense. So I, I I think with the offensive pieces West Virginia has in place, they're going to be tough to slow down in the Big Twelve. Very nice. Well, uh, in terms of the Pac-12 to wrap uh, conference winners up, um, I have as my pick Washington, uh, who is going to the preseason at number six. Um, However, in my opinion, have one of the best head coach quarterback duos in the conference with Chris Peterson and Jake Browning. Um, USC uh, is starting a true freshman this year um, and will mo most likely have multiple slip-ups throughout the season. Um, Stanford uh, has their phenomenal running back, Bryce Love, back out there, um, who's going to be a primary threat in the Pac-12, but they also have to play USC, Oregon, Washington, and UCLA. Um, so I, I think Washington overall will win the conference with a record of 7-2. to um, So we'll see how that goes. Do you guys have any other thoughts on conference winners before we move on? No, I mean, the Pac-12 Pac is, uh, I think this year, definitely like more up for grabs than the last couple years. Um, like you said, USC starting a true freshman quarterback. So like no one really, they, their schedule I think is, is easiest. No one really knows what the hell UCLA is going to do with Chip Kelly this year. They don't have a whole lot of talent on their roster, but they obviously have a genius head coach. So between, I think UCLA and USC are sort of the two wild cards, whereas the two favorites are definitely Washington and Stanford. Um, but, yeah, at the end of the day, Stanford, I, you know, a lot of those games you mentioned are, are away. I think they play at Oregon, at Washington, at UCLA. 
Um, yeah. So between between the schedule, you know, the head coach, et cetera, I like your pick. Sure. Very nice. Well, I guess we will uh, just roll straight into championship odds. We're here to talk football. It's a little bit early, um, but we want to discuss the preseason top four, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, and Wisconsin. Uh, and from the outside looking in, we have Ohio State at number five. I uh, want to get your guys' thoughts on that before we kind of dive into picks on uh, kind of too early picks, I should say, and Heisman odds, all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, does anybody know why Wisconsin is number four? Um, because where, they're going to have a guy who can from? rush the football for over 2,000 yards this season and Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, they probably have the best. Yeah, they've probably got the best O line in the country. At least that's that's what you know everyone's been saying. So he's I gonna. Think, I would love to see Wisconsin win the entire fucking thing this year. Yeah, I do. I am a big Jonathan Taylor guy. Yeah, there's. Um, I, I yeah, didn't I think. Mean, I didn't ahead. think there was much of a surprise uh, in this top four. Um, obviously, the the first three Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, you know, makes perfect sense. Um, and I and I think there's some question marks around Ohio State and just you know guys that that. Uh, went on uh, and graduated or went to the pros and Wisconsin's returning a lot of guys so you know I, I think I think everything makes sense there um, you know I'm, I'm I don't I don't really know so I, I think Wisconsin deserves to be in that four spot uh, I think they've got a pretty good chance to make it to the you know college football playoff as we said earlier you know the Big Ten is, is a is a pretty tough conference so we'll see how they can fare in it and I mean especially considering urban suspension um, you never know what might happen to Ohio State. So <laughs> yeah, right now, I was gonna say there's there's a lot of question marks at Ohio State right, right. now. <laughs> uh, they, they they might be slipping up out of that five spot uh, sooner rather than later. Jay, you think that the whole Urban Meyer situation is going to affect Ohio State this year? Yeah, I, I definitely do. Um, you know, I think they have a pretty. Uh, don't tell me if I'm wrong. Who do they play uh, first four games? I know that I know they have Rutgers. Uh, TCU also. They got TCU in the third game of the season, I believe. Yeah, I, th- I think they'll slip up right there, TCU. I'm sorry. Yeah, week two, that's right. Um, or week three. They mm-hmm. play Rutgers week two. I think they're going to struggle with Rutgers at home. Honestly, I think this Rutgers team, uh, with Ash, the coach over there, he was at Ohio State. He knows uh, knows his, you know uh, knows that offense. Um, I think Urban Meyer out. I think they're going to struggle there. They're going to go down to TCU. I think they're going to catch an L. Um, that's an early prediction right there. I've been I've been thinking about that for a little bit, and I just slipped my mind when, I th- when you said that. Um, so there you go, and that definitely opens the door for what you what you said earlier with uh, Michigan State too. Oh, yeah. So exactly, so, yeah. exactly. Well, very nice. We talked about a collaborative effort uh, and who we thought was going to win each can, uh, conference, I should say. But uh, now we can kind of transition into individual efforts with our Heisman picks. Um, and Jay, you can lead us off with who you think is going to take the cake this year. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I see a few people, um, you know, actually I, when thinking about this, um, you know, a ton of people come to mind. Um, one, one I'm going to lead off with is uh, a real sleeper. Um, but I think it's a team that I actually wanted to say something about also. Uh, it was Boston College this season. A.J. Dillon. Um, they're over-under win Dillon. totals at six and a half. Uh, I think they crush that. Uh, they have the, I think, the best running back in the country in AJ Dillon. The kid is an absolute man. Um, 
I've got to uh, see him, um, you know, through my old, whole, you know, come up in recruiting and all that. He was a younger dude at the time. Uh, went to Lawrence Academy. He was a little skinny dude, and I was like, I always, he, he used to hit me up, I remember, like, on, uh, you know, Facebook and stuff, like those younger recruits, like I did to the older kids, you know, trying to figure out what you're doing and how to get better. And uh, that kid was, uh, you know, he was just a young cat at the time, went to Lawrence Academy, um, went to BC, and the kid is man he's a beast honestly he's a beast i think uh, i think he's possibly the best running back in the country uh another person i and he's at 25 to 1 uh last time uh we checked um when we wrote this down we took we had some props and uh we actually threw in in vegas um the whole capper sports team um a few weeks back um so yeah we're looking forward to that one that guy uh right there he's an exciting one 25 to 1 jake browning at 50 to 1 um really slipped last season um, I think there's totally potential for him to come in, uh, you know, and just lead that team. Um, that leads me to Miles Gaskin. I think it's one of them too. Uh, Got to lead Washington, as I think, and uh, we at Cavers Place, as a as a consensus, believe Washington's going to win the Pac-12 and uh, and get into that number. Uh, what do we have them at? We have Washington at the number two spot. Actually, we have them uh, winning a lot of those big games. I know they play a tough schedule, which sets them up for the opportunity to get in position to be number two. Um, come college playoff uh, time. Um, so I think we, we have two, those three players right there um, are three of our top. And I think uh, what we decided – oh, I'm sorry, one more. Drew Locke out of Missouri. Uh, he's he's great opportunity to hit it, uh, hit it at a – he's not even – yeah, he's 33 to 1. Um, I see him at right now. Um, that was somebody that came to mind right before I got on here. Um, he lights it up. He threw forty something touchdowns of that Mizzou offense. They're going to be a thorn in a lot of people's side this season. I'll tell you that as well. That's another team I wanted to mention. Um, and yeah, uh, if I got to give you one winner, AJ uh, LJ Scott's another person to watch out for. Um, and then, but you know what? We're going to give you a winner, and it's going to be Miles Gaskin, who tore up the Pac-12 a couple years back. Has split some carries, and uh, he's going to be the workhorse for him this year. And uh, lead them through some big victories and uh, win the Heisman. Like that. Wow. Very nice. Well, Harry Douglas, why don't you talk to us about your pick? Yeah, my pick is a little bit of a less uh, sexy pick from a Valley standpoint. Uh, I, I got Bryce Love, who's currently, I believe, the favorite to win the Heisman. The only thing that I will say, so he ran for 2000, over 2,000 yards last year. Uh, a lot of people are saying he's going to probably repeat that feat. Um, but the only problem I'll say is that they've got a pretty tough schedule. Uh, they've got USC, Oregon, Notre Dame, uh, Washington, and then they finish the season at Cal, which is a big rivalry game, and then at UCLA. Uh, so it's going to be a tough, tough schedule for them. Uh, obviously, team success is part of of the factor in that uh, in that you know voting. Um, so, and I think a lot of teams are going to just pretty much you know strategize their defense around stopping Bryce Love and making them you know air it out and, and beat them that way. So. Um, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, I think Bryce will pull it out and get over 2,000 yards. I think if he becomes a little bit more effective as a receiving back, I think he only had like six receptions last year. Uh, I think that would help his case. Um, you know, but you got to like Bryce Love, you know, solid back. Uh, and so I, I like him for the pick. Like I said, I think what, Jay, do you know what his current odds are? It's, it's not very good from a value point. Bryce Love? Yeah, yeah. So, so that's gonna be my pick. But, yep, yep. Safe bet. Hey, Brent, what do you got for us? 
Uh, speaking of not very sexy picks, uh, I'm going with Jonathan Taylor. I mentioned him earlier, uh, the running back from Wisconsin. Um, was just a true freshman last year and ran for like 1,970 yards. So he was you know, just a couple rushes away from uh, eclipsing that 2,000-yard mark. Um, Wisconsin returns, I think, four of their five starting O-linemen this year. Uh, they had a hell of a run last year. I look for an even better run this year probably out of them, which is, I think, is something that's going to separate Taylor from possibly Bryce Love or whoever is falling in line behind him, um, you know, if he's theoretically a 2,000-plus-yard rusher with however many touchdowns and they're a top-four-ranked team, you know, and he leads them to the promised land, then uh, that looks pretty good in the eyes of the voters. So I like Taylor. Uh, who knows how many yards he's going to put up. He had almost 300 rushes last year. I would assume he'll he'll get to 350 this year, and he'll probably have 2,100 yards, which is crazy to think about. But I would, I would like to think that that's going to get the job done in New York. Very nice. Thomas, what do you got for us? Uh, I'm big on a couple quarterbacks. One, obviously, being Will Greer, as I mentioned before. Um, he's sort of got the table set now that, you know, the likes of Baker Mayfield, Mason Rudolph, um, you know, those big arms are out of the Big 12. Um, it's sort of, you know, his time to shine, so to speak, after, you know, so many trials and tribulations. He's got a hell of a supporting cast, including arguably the best receiver in college football in David Sills. Um, and like I said, you know, he was competing with Baker um, last year up until he got hurt, but he still managed almost 3,500 yards um, and 34 touchdowns. And I think it was, you know, so, so he got injured in the 10th game of the season. So he missed about two games. Um, so he's probably my, my number one um, and sort of a, a long shot pick. I like Khalil Tate out of Arizona. Um, they don't really have a big stud. But he's that, you know, that dual threat quarterback that can just really click, uh, you know, get your offense clicking on all cylinders and pair him uh, with the likes of Kevin Sumlin. Um, You know, think Johnny Manziel, um, but faster and stronger and a better arm. Um, (laughs) And and you have Khalil Tate. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, those are my those are my two picks for Heisman. Very nice. Well, I have uh, one that I'm pulling out of my ass and uh, <laughs> got a little help from Thomas. But a bit of a sleeper pick, Ed Oliver. Uh, he's a defensive tackle out of Houston. Uh, this kid is going into his second year. He's 292 pounds and apparently moves like a linebacker. Um, <laughs> the pros going in his favor, uh, he won the Outland Trophy, which is essentially the Heisman for linemen. Uh, Cons is he's a defensive player, uh, which is obviously hard. Uh, and then you know he's playing in a Group Five conference, uh, so it'll be an uphill battle for him. But it is intended for the best player, and I think he can really make some noise out there. And the kid came to play. He doesn't even have a neck; it just like connects to the top of his shoulder. Um, so watch, watch some highlight footage of him. I recommend you do as well. Um, and yeah, we'll try this, to throw this some kid's stuff tape up on is social media. His his tape yeah, is insane, and he last year yeah. I think he you know like he ended up with like six and a half sacks, which would be impressive for a defensive tackle over the course of an entire season. But all six and a half of those sacks like came in the last you know like five games or something. Um, so he he pretty much turned it on you know like turned a corner and I guess with the throttle wide open this year in a sophomore season, God only knows what he'll be able to do there. So pretty awesome player. 
Yeah. If we're if uh, we're looking at some defensive guys, I also think that uh, pretty pretty uh, impressive players that have a chance would be uh, Nick Bosa at uh, mm-hmm. Ohio State. Joey Bosa, little brother. There's another He's, Bosa. Uh, Oh man! If you didn't know, man, watch a watch a game this season. Guy's an animal. Uh, looks just like his brother. Um, and also, uh, Christian Wilkins out of um, out of Clemson, the D the D tackle number forty two. Um, that kid is a man child. Uh, he's um, you know interior interior wise um, and man. He's 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 an Ed Oliver. He's you know uh, reminds me of you know uh, Mo Hurst last year out of Michigan. Same type player. Same type of uh, same type of burst twitch. Uh, um, those guys definitely uh, can make some havoc too. That will definitely put them up there and in a great competition for defensive lineman of the year. Uh, whatever the whatever the fuck they call that trophy. I don't know to be honest with you. Outland, Outland uh, trophy. So they, it's Outland. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. The Outland Trophy. Uh, yeah, they, those three players are going to compete for it, and uh, also it'd be great sleepers uh, if we're talking defensive players to win the Heisman Trophy. Very cool, very cool. Well, um, a segment that we kind of just added last minute: a way too early college football playoff winner. Uh, we've each selected someone who we think is going to come out on top. Uh, Harry Douglas, why don't you start us off? Yeah, I got I got Clemson uh, taking it all home. Uh, it's going to be, you know, if they make it to the college football playoff, it's going to be their fourth season in a row, returning a lot of players from last year who have that experience in the, in the you know, on the big lights on the big stage. Um, you know, Dabo Sweeney is a hell of a coach, and, and like I said, that they're they've turned into a pretty juggernaut uh, team and, and and program there. So uh, I like them to to win it. Um, you know, there's still questions. A lot of people still want to see Trevor Lawrence come in at quarterback and and take the position away from Kelly Bryant. That's all to be seen, you know, and, and obviously not really factoring that in much into this pick. Um, I, I think either one could probably take him all the way, but uh, I, li- I like Clemson to take it home. Um, I'm going with Georgia. Um, redemption from last year. I would I would honestly hate to see Georgia win it, but uh, I just think that my gut is telling me that Kirby Smart is somehow going to win this championship. Um just Georgia fans in general, fuck them. But, uh, yeah, Jake Fromm in his sophomore season, I think he's going to get it done. Uh, they're running back, you know, sort of by committee game is going to work for them, and Bulldogs will have their first national championship since, I think, like 1985. Tommy Lasagna, talk to us about your pick. Uh, until Nick Saban retires, you can't convince me otherwise not to pick Alabama to win the national championship. Like regardless of what happened, you know, in years past, they've been a perennial playoff team since the inception of the college football playoff, and I don't see a reason not to like them this year. I think all of this, you know, this quarterback controversy bullshit that ESPN is stirring up is just going to put a chip on Jalen Hurts' shoulder, and he's going to carry them to the championship again, like he did last year. He's not even going to start Week One. He had one bad game that happened to be the national championship. He won the previous 10 games to get them there. I'll give him a pass. Bama. Jay, I see you smiling. You got thoughts on that? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just funny how adamant you are about that. (laughs) Uh, Um, Well, for the sake of conversation, I, too, had Clemson. Uh, From what I've read, however... um, Kelly Bryan is apparently not their guy. Uh, what I've heard is Clemson has a very good shot at winning this, contingent on Trevor Lawrence being the man behind the pigskin. 
but Kelly Bryan could prove us all wrong, uh, as Grimes has mentioned. Um, you know, let it play out, but wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all about it. I I, I think Clemson. I think it's going to be, you know, there's going to be. I, I'm, it's hard to say. I think Clemson Georgia in the finals is a pretty good is a pretty good pick or a pretty good prediction. Um, but I I just think Clemson has what it takes to to take it all home. Um, they just seem like a more complete team to me. Very nice, Jay. What do you have for us in terms of uh, winning it all? Wrap it Michigan up. State, up. baby. Michigan State. Oh, wow. Winning it this oh, wow. year. Yeah, let's get it. They're making it in. They're getting the three spot. They're winning the ship. I like let's it. Go. All right, so I, I like got to put a line at A&T and Michigan this State. This week. Yeah, yeah, Michigan State This the, uh, Michigan State's going to knock off Washington. And they're gonna, then they're going to be – it's going to be a Bama, Michigan State, and Michigan State's going to give it to them oh, this wow. year. It's the year. It is oh. the year. It is the year for Michigan State, and that's come from Western Michigan guy. I'm telling you, I know these, I know this team. They they got it this season. I know it. Well, you heard it first from Capper's place. You know it. That's right, uh, my well, man. Uh, well, Jay, uh, we really appreciate it, man. That that kind of wraps up our segment here for uh, college football. Um, you're welcome to stay on. We've got some banner we roll out with, some would you rather's, and some final buzzer beaters to kind of close it out. But uh can't thank you enough, uh, you know, for coming on board and, and kind of shedding some light on cappers and your background. Yeah, thank you guys. I appreciate uh you letting us come on, you know, your platform and uh talk college ball. I I enjoyed it. Absolutely, awesome. man. Cool. Well, Definitely have you, you back later I'll in the let season. You, uh... Yeah, appreciate I'll it. Let yeah, you when we win. When we win, yeah, when we win. Oh yeah. yeah. Let's not speak yeah, too yeah. early, you know. Let's get these W's, and uh, we'll talk in a little bit, all right? Oh, yeah. Sure. All right, fellas. Later, Jay. Right. Peace. Later. Later, man. Well, perfect time to just transition straight into Would You Rathers. Ladies and gentlemen, host of Ender Regulation, would you rather shit bricks or puke slugs? <laughs> uh, puke slugs. <laughs> puke slugs. <laughs> All right, all right. I agree with that. I think that's uh, unanimous across the board. Yeah, for sure. Maybe Tom. Tom, Tom would not mind. Tom's, Tom's thinking about it. I mean, I feel like at this point a brick would slide out pretty easily. Oh boy! Exactly. Jesus, not, Thomas. Not too, not too many, <laughs> too much friction going on back there. Oh so. boy! All right. I'll go, well, I'll go against the grain here. A, here's a little bit of a, of a uh, less vulgar one. Would you rather feel like you have something in your eye constantly? Or have the need to sneeze, but are unable to. Um, to be honest, I already fucking feel like I have something in my eye constantly, <laughs> so I'm just gonna choose that one. <laughs> I literally always have some shit in my eye. I don't know what the fuck you is going on. You should probably get that looked at. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just like feathered pillows and who who knows what. I just I'm always uh, always dealing goose with feather, yeah. humble brag, yeah, exactly. Glitch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a Harry, big time down you? guy. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna side with shakes here and, and on the uh, have some of my. I think it's just really annoying to have to sneeze and then not sneeze. It's a very just. I don't know. I might be alone there, but it's a pretty annoying. You know, thing to have happen. Very true. Very true. Thomas, wrap it up. Uh, I think I would rather just always feel like I have to sneeze because I my if if I felt like I had something in my eye, I'd be prone to touch it, and I just have like constantly blood red eyes 24 7 
I look like a walking pink zombie. Eye. Yeah, I look like I Mom have a pink eye. doesn't wash his hands. <laughs> no, I don't. It's all right. This guy smokes pot. <laughs> yeah, I just have glaucoma. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, nice. Well, to wrap us up, some buzzer beaters. Harrison, what do you got for us? Anything? <laughs> really? Right oh god, that's crazy. God damn it! It's cool, Harrison. Well, I'll take this opportunity to present to everybody the winners uh, who have been crowned the top three, I should say, of our Best of Light Beers bracket, following up from our Best of 2000s hip-hop. At number one seed was Corona, number two seed Bud Light, and number three seed Heineken. A little disappointed, as I probably assume all of you are as well. Uh, mm, those are just the most basic bitch selections I've ever seen. So, um, I don't know, Brent. I know you're pretty butthurt about the bush light aspect. Uh, butthurt doesn't even begin to describe it. <laughs> to be honest, the entire fucking poll is <laughs> erroneous, erroneous on all counts. Um, <laughs> the only polls that matter if, is are the polls that have bush light at the top. Uh, which, speaking of, I want to give them a free plug right now. Um, on Twitter, I think, and possibly, I don't know if, if there's a joke being played or not. I haven't gone to my local gas station for Bush Light yet today, but um, there is a plug going around like that. They changed the name on the can to Bush Latte as a joke, um, so I hope that's that. the case. Cool. I hope that's the case. Everyone go grab, go to your local neighborhood market and get some Bush Latte. Uh, with that being said, I'll just um, take this opportunity for my little buzzer beater here. Uh, on this day in fucking 1966, uh, the Beatles played their last concert before a live audience, before a paying audience. So um, pretty Very important groovy. piece of music history. Yeah, groove groove on, brother. Noodle on, brother. H-H. <laughs> well, uh, Thomas, why don't you play us out, my friend? Uh, yeah, so firstly, I'd like to give a quick shout-out to Michigan quarterback and Mississippi transfer Shea Patterson, uh, who has been known to wear the number two. Uh, but as we all know, at the University of Michigan, that number was retired by Heisman winner Charles Woodson. And so long story short, uh, he calls Woodson and is like, hey, huge fan. I know what it means to wear this number. Can I wear it? And Woodson initially goes, no, fuck you. Don't fucking wear it. And just basically just tell them to fuck off. Uh, good. But, but in, good. In, in good spirits, Charles Woodson was just joking uh, and, you know, gave him the whole, you know, what comes with this jersey is a lot of respect um, and, you know, in leadership and make sure you do it with pride. So, you know, kudos to Shea Patterson for having the balls to call up Hall of Famer Charles Woodson and asking him to wear his retired jersey. Gotta love that. This guy's got some big shoes to fill. Jesus. Yeah, seriously. But uh, and lastly, again, uh, thanks to Jay and all of Capper's Place for coming on and you know giving us their knowledge on football season. Um, make sure you follow them on Instagram and you know whatever else they're on as their new website launches. Uh, we'll post that stuff on our pages. Um, and as always, we like our guests to lead us out with a little music. So Jay brought us a new and up-and-coming artist uh, from the Bronx, New York. Uh, His name is May 3rd. 
and check out his new track titled Curtis Mayfield. Mm. Later's laid out. Bitch drove me crazy, put a nigga in the psych ward. Guess a nigga know what he might lose his whole life for. Pussy to die for. Yeah, I got a problem, why would I lie for? Most bitches it slides, I still slide for them. Lil' I need my baby, I still ride for them. I ain't trippin', long as we keep it distant, we deserve to be homies Too much love for me to see you in the street and be phony, it's fucked up And I ain't gon' lie, I get lonely whenever I think of the days you a homie But that's old shit, I'm back on my old shit Good vibes only, I'm on my low shit Get money, stay in the house, I'm on my grown shit Just stacking up Ain't nothing like it when you see that money adding up Heavy winter, I get tunnel vision I gotta move the way it's cold, I miss it, I need a new beginning Cousin keep calling from prison, ain't nothing new, I get it Send that paper straight, Western Union Call me once you get it Just to keep a good conversation, you ask me if I'm spitting been in the booth in years Cause it's let me hear something if I do say yeah And it don't matter what we do say here Just take the money Yeah Like I only want that pick by myself I gotta crack niggas Drumming if you step in my lane I had to block niggas Put your hoe on do not disturb She ever clock a nigga New me 2018 I'm dropping niggas like bad habits And by the way the weed is a bad habit Guess I gotta drop me before I drop them Cause I just want the GLE two-tone top bands I see you in the street but we are so so not friends I know it's sound familiar but I'm so so not him Fuck don't buy me You might as well cop him I can charge you for a verse, but for my health, I need a double rate. I see every nigga as a blessing that could come with hate. I see every bitch as a lesson. Y'all ain't running straight. That's why I'm fucking everything moving until I'm out of shape. Most niggas dipping and dodging, they come from humble gates. Valentino's all black, Montclair bubble great. Shorty ass all fat, black dress, double tape, nice tits. She don't wear bras for this type shit. Uh, Shorty really going hard for this type shit. Ain't a such thing as too far for this type shit. Planet Fitness where she go and cop the membership. Shorty going vegan now, she start seeing the benefits. And she herbal tea now, she really getting into this. Corners in the meter now, she just cop the whipping tin. Stutting on you niggas like a Jet Li flip. <laughs> Fronting on her ex every check she get. Is she a beast? And that pussy is food, I gotta feast. But Meek said it don't feed you like food and I gotta eat. So before you get attention, it's money I gotta see. But just know whenever I'm in the mood, I gotta cheat. <laughs> Trust niggas that trust niggas. I only trust niggas with trust issues. Good niggas die first. Learn when the love hits you. Can't explain it. Ain't no medication for love, baby. You fall to get up. Niggas be stuck. Feeling like they shit out of luck. All I know is eggs hatch when your chicken is up. It's mate. Burn. Your love. 